You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Lions PODcast post-game podcast here. This is a quick bite to get you satisfied on Sunday as you're waiting for PODcast to come out. I'm Chris Perfett, your adequate host at Chris Perfett on Twitter. And guess what, baby? We get to celebrate a Lions win in September. My birthday's in three days, too. So this was a great early birthday gift. Thank you, Lions. Thank you very much. There's a lot of good and some bad to talk about from this game. I think I will not, I will not forgive, I mean, I will forgive, excuse me, Lions fans for being far less than than confident that the Lions would win this game, especially late in here. And I think the Lions, they got a little bit of help by the fact that Riverboat Ron showed up at the wrong time to drop bad hand. But well, let's talk about, let's, let's not, let's not bury the lead. Let's not start at the end. Let's first talk about the big man of the day, Amon Ross St. Brown, once again, establishing himself as, I'm going to say it right now, I think he's a top, he could, he has the potential, if he keeps doing this this season, we're talking top five wide receiver in the National Football League. Top five. He's right up there. I'm saying that right now. Having having eight games, I believe now, with eight plus receptions. The <laughs> two, I'm sorry, like two touchdowns on the day. That 49 yard completion, 116 yards. The man is a monster. Nine receptions, not even eight plus. I should specify eight, nine. Like he is a monster. He is a weapon. Even when Jared Goff threw it high, he was able to pull it down for a touchdown because Amon Ra is that guy. He is that guy. He is probably the greatest gem the Lions have stumbled upon in a minute. And there's really nothing you can really do to take him out of a game. When the Lions needed Amon Ross St. Brown, except to put away the game on that last you know pass that was a drop, Amon Ra was able to do that for you. He is the bright spot of this game. But that's also the story of this game for the entire Detroit Lions, because Amon Ra St. Brown, I mean, Amon Ra St. Brown was just one of several playmakers the Lions leaned on to win this game. But, you know, we start with Amon Ra St. Brown. When in doubt, throw it to Amon Ra. Trust in the sun god. The sun god is there for you. But DeAndre Swift, we saw him, look, a, a, a little bit more of a quiet game for him on the rushing side, but... When he did touch the ball, he was electric. He averaged uh, 11 yards, 11 over 11 yards per carry. He's a monster. Like that's and like he's he got two passes as well, and 
Swift did exactly what you needed, and he was he was banged up. Let's not get let's not get that twisted. He was banged up in this game, but still needed you, but still was electric and showed you why the Lions put a lot of their trust on him. Meanwhile, on the defense, Aiden Hutchinson came on today with with three sacks. Aiden Hutchinson appeared today with three sacks. Could have probably gotten four near the end there. He he overshot Carson Wentz. Hell, he could have probably had five with some a couple of the other shoot uh, overshoots he's having. But he's a rookie. He's going to have those overshoots. I've been talking about it for a while that that Aiden Hutchinson is just going to have to polish it up. But you saw today the flash of what Aiden Hutchinson can do for this pass rush to do exactly what he did to this commander's team. And look, I feel like. There's going to be some hemming and hawing about, well, the Commanders just aren't that good of a team. That is given. I will admit that the Commanders probably are not going to be, they're probably looking at the basement of the NFC East unless the Cowboys really stink it out. But guess what? You have to beat the team that's in front of you. And you have to put up those points the team is in front of you. And this isn't college football. You don't just get to run up the score on anyone. And the Lions were playing without a lot of their offensive line, which caused a lot of panic and a lot of panic from Lions fans before this game. If I told you going into this game that the Lions were going to be down Frank Ragnow, Jonah Jackson, and Halapulavati Vaitai, then you would probably say the Lions, they they might win the game still, but they're definitely not winning it by with 36 points on the board. You're seeing that as a scrapper game that something needs to lean on the defense. But the depth prevailed here. The Lions, for a lot of the early game, did exactly what they needed to to hold off Washington. They blank, they they held their defense at bay, and they they stimmied a lot of the damage here. They weren't great in pass protection, but they did exactly what I expect. People like Logan Stenberg, who wasn't great at pass protection, but look, they played respectable and they helped the team win. Dan Skipper played great. I have to give accolades to Dan Skipper. He played great. Logan Stenberg, not as much, but they did exactly what you needed backup offensive linemen to do, especially when we've been talking up this offensive line and people put a lot of their trust in the starters. I think this team plays exactly like Dan Campbell wants, has a lot of heart, has a lot of passion to it. This is a team, however, that also had a story of two very different first halves. And to be honest, the, the criticism I'm going to have for this team is more like a critique. I, I come from an artistic background. My family is a bunch of craftsmen, and it will be a critique. It is one done out of respect, out of noticing a lot of things. But I think a lot of fans will admit this team didn't need to be as close as it was near the end of the game. It is a team that is young that had some key injuries in a few places, but there were definitely places to put this game away in that first half. The first half, the Lions go into the locker room 22-0, including some very funny scoring. Uh, They got to 12 a very interesting way, but look, I feel like there was a lot of opportunities the Lions had, especially on the goal line, where they didn't need to... they, They could have put this game away a lot easier. They didn't, and it made that game a lot closer near the end. That happens for every football team. But again, that's something I think they will tighten up. That's something they will examine, and I think that is something the Lions will admit themselves. This game went a little sloppy for them. This is stuff that eventually you'll have to clean up, that you'll have to nitpick at. 
it's exactly what the Lions are just going to have to work on at the end of the day. They, they need to play better in certain spots, especially Jared Goff, especially Jared Goff. There were some throws from Jared Goff that was very, very, uh, very not good. You throw into coverage more than a few times. You throw high. You miss some guys. And some of the receivers, besides Amon, including Amon Ross St. Brown, he had the drop. But there were some guys who had drops, too. So there's a lot still to be done to get everyone on the same page on the offense. There's still some three and outs that happened in this game that had the defense standing on their head. And look, the Lions are already down pretty bad in their secondary. And that's when Washington wised up after that half, when the pressure came off from the off from the front, and suddenly the, 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 bat, the defensive backs for the Lions had to play a lot sharper. And unfortunately for them, they were already down Amani Orwarie, and Jeff Okuda had to leave the game for a while. I think he did come back, but he had to leave the game for a while. And if you are someone who still doubts Jeff Okuda, all I am asking you to see is watch exactly what happened when Jeff Okuda left the field. He had he had Scary Terry. He had Terry McLaurin in a box for that entire game. He leaves and, and Scary Terry starts to uh, starts to put some some passes, starts to put some receptions together. It is something that I feel like teams will get wise to over the course of the season. But for right now, the Lions just they they got away with what they got away with. And look, they had some help from the commanders and their decisions late in the game. I'm sure Jeremy has po- posted a lot about the math about going for two down 14. They, they didn't make it. They did. The, the commanders didn't make it. And then they exacerbated their problem by then missing the, the extra point. And that ultimately helped take some of the pressure off the Lions at the end of the game, because suddenly it's a nine-point game, and that and that onside kick doesn't go 10 yards. And that helps the Lions, no matter what they did on that next drive, put away the game. Now, look, I know there's some fans hearing me now and saying, oh, you're just nitpicking. Yes, we go in-depth on the Lions here. It's what you do. It's what you do. This is a this This was a team that played very well today, And I think it's just when you see a team playing well, you want them to continue to play up to the potential you know you have in them. And I see a lot of potential in this team to play even better than they've been playing. And as I said, this is a team that should be commended today because they won. They won. They they had their playmakers in Aiden Hutchinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, and DeAndre Swift excel where they needed those playmakers to excel. And Jeff Okuda too. The sharp points of this team played incredibly well. And that's what you want from the team. You just hope and you hope everyone else steps up. I thought the offensive line stepped up very well. You know, the the backups for the offensive line, they stepped up well into this game. Even TJ Hawkinson got involved in this game, too. And I thought, you know, TJ, I thought, played a lot better than I've usually seen him play. And he had three three big receptions that... uh, especially one late, I think, for like 18 yards that really helped turn the, the tide of the game. A win is a win at the end of the day. As Al Davis says, just win, baby. And that's all the Lions have been looking for to start this season. They want pride. They want respect. And they got it in this game. They housed the commanders in the first half. They could have housed them harder. I'm just saying they could have housed them harder, but they housed them all the same. You put up 22 points on top of someone in the half, you're usually going to win that game. They let him back in the in the second half, and I uh, you can't tell me as a Lions fan you weren't nervous watching them roll down the field. Thankfully, though, 
they got everything they needed to because they had their playmakers step up in those big spots to put this game out of the reach of the Washington Commanders. And that's the whole story. That's exactly what you need. And that's exactly what the Lions need for this entire season. They need their playmakers to keep playing and they need them to be healthy. So DeAndre Swift hopefully will remain healthy. We'll see. Hopefully Frank Ragnow is just out for this week. Moving forward to the Vikings, it's going to be a tougher game than I think I anticipated. But this win means that you're going into this next stretch feeling good. You split the you split the, the, the NFC East first part. You split the NFC East first part between Eagles and Commanders. Very interesting. The, the Eagles game is a tale of a bad first half, a good second half that falls short. This game, a tale of a really good first half and a bad second half where you're able to hold on. The Vikings will be tough, but you've got to win in hand. And then you'll be playing the Seahawks. You'll be playing the Patriots and then the Cowboys. And suddenly the Patriots and Cowboys look a lot more winnable. It's set up very well for the Lions moving forward. Their playmakers are playing very well. They need some of their depth to keep stepping up like the offensive line did today. If they can follow that blueprint, they'll be rolling. They'll be rolling, and who knows what will happen to the Detroit Lions right now. Even with Jared Goff playing at a kind of tepid level, they're still going to be competitive in these games. And that's all I have asked out of the Detroit Lions in year two of what is still ostensibly a rebuild. That they play with heart, that they earn some they earn some gritty games, and it's not just moral victories at the end of the days, but actual solid victories. And that's exactly what we got. Thanks for listening to the Pride of Detroit POD Cast post-game show. Be sure to tune in for the for the POD cast here dropping Monday mornings. We'll see you star side. <laughs>